Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Blue and Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Joffrey Whiteside. And today we have the privilege of speaking with uh, my good friend, Andre Truss. Uh, graduated the Naval Academy 2016. Um, he owns one of the top restaurants in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Yes, probably sir. in all of North Carolina, to be <laughs> yes, honest sir. with you. Um, he also owns his own property management company. Uh, his own real estate brokerage and a few other, you know, high level investments, which we'll, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that a little later. Um, but trust, introduce yourself to the goats out there. Uh, you know, one, appreciate you very much for having me. Um, this is big. You know, Joffrey and I have been rocking with each other since school. And a, a big part of, you know, getting into the adult world, I like to say, and, 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 and getting to the point where you could build something is you have to be able to build it with people who are players, who are decision makers, who are serious about their lives. So, one, appreciate you having me on. You, you've been killing it for years. You feel me? So I got to give you your flowers back, you know, just like you gave me mine. I really appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, my, my name is Andre Truss, a 2016 graduate from the Academy. I uh, uh, was majored in quantitative economics. And, you know, ended up going Marine Corps, ended up starting a bunch of businesses, ended up like my life is completely different than what I expected it to be. But in a really positive and, and you know, good light. So, you know, I, I won't take too much from the convo. Uh, I'm kind of ready to dive into it. We could get into the to the nitty gritty, but I'm 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 ready. I'm I'm here to really put on, um, give game. You know, give anything that I can to get the next person who's starting up and wanting to do something serious. I just want to give them all the tools. Um, I've kind of dedicated my life to that, and that's kind of like my mission now. Is if I can stop someone from having to have yeah. me <laughs> having to go through the difficulty that I went through, man, man, I'm I'm here to help. Yeah, for sure. So talk a little bit about your, you know, military service. Yeah. I, you know, this is a podcast based off of the Naval Academy. Gotcha. Um, just talk. Talk a little bit about, you know, Marines and, and and things like that. I got you. So so for me, I ended up, so coming out of the academy, I ended up uh, going Marine Corps. Right? I actually always knew I was getting out, but I wanted to, in the time that I was going to serve, I wanted, for, for, for like a personal journey, I had a lot of mentors that were Marines. And I was like, you know, these dudes are stand-up guys. They're really fit. They're serious. They're, they, they're taking their life serious. I'm going to just go down the right that route that they took. I never really had anyone guiding me in that aspect. So that decision, you know, going Marine Corps was was based solely off just having some really good guys in my life that I was like, you know, I really want to be like them. I think oftentimes we, we don't really get to express that much. Um, you know, it's OK to look up to people. I think that's one of the greatest things ever to have somebody that you could look up, uh, look up to. So for me, I was looking up to a lot of dudes in the Marine Corps. And I ended up uh, uh, serving as an aviation supply officer, best kept secret in the book, <laughs> hands down. Um, if if you know, now not that we're, we're we're the older goats, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, anyone that's coming up looking to do Marine Corps, I think aviation supply is a really slept on MOS, and I think it's just slept on because a lot of people just don't really know about it. Mm -hmm. But it's basically like being um, you're a logistician for the military. And you're basically running like an Amazon warehouse, right? So like that was my job within the Marine Corps was like running the financials for, you know, for the unit that I was at. Yeah. So it was like a, a mini little uh, Amazon warehouse, basically. And I would run the financials for that mini warehouse. And that's what I did over time. Um, another job that I had while I was in was the CPI officer or continuous process improvement, which they were starting to implement this officer 
a lot more because they were seeing how important Lean Six Sigma was. Mm -hmm. And they were starting to see how inefficient a lot of things in the Marine Corps was. And they wanted individuals that could come in and change them. So my job was to, I basically got, uh, I think I had like a seven-man team. Mm -hmm. um, I had my, I had a gunny, a mass sergeant. Uh, I'm, I'm having all of these flashbacks and memories. I, ha I loved my team. I had a really good time with them. I think I spent like a year and a half, two years in that specific role. Mm -hmm. And I was just off to myself. I had to, that was like my first introduction to running my own real establishment. Yeah. Right. While I was in the Marine Corps. So me being able to be on my own, mm -hmm. I set the hours, I set the missions, I set everything that was going on and I set the things that we cared about or focused on. Yeah. And I would look for inefficiencies within like the, the Marine Corps processes to fix. And that was my job. Yeah. So doing that for two years, I'm like, yo, man, like I could, I could low key do this yeah. other places. <laughs> like, I mean, I have my business at this point. It's like I could look you do this other places and you know I was enjoying my time in, but the more and more confidence I got in that CPI role, yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I got I got I gotta do something different. Yeah, it was a game changer. So um you would say you started really started your entrepreneurship journey while you were still in. Yeah, yeah. you were working for the military, but you know, mm -hmm. you were leading people, you were problem solving and things like that. Can you just yeah. talk about um, you know, how that has really um, translated into the many of businesses that you that you own. Gotcha. So one, one of the things that that got me while I was in the Marine Corps was that being in a leadership role is it's it's hard to quantify what that can do for you until you take a second to like really analyze it. So as I was sitting back while I was in, so I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, just hands down. Right. Just growing up um, since a child, I've have I've dipped my toes in every business under the sun uh, yeah. to get to the point of like having the first success being the real estate company. At that point, I probably failed a thousand a thousand businesses, like yeah. hands down, just like failed them. Um, sold water, sold uh, uh, candy in school, like yeah. all, all of the entrepreneurial <laughs> Pokemon <thing>. cards, yeah. <laughs> all, all, all of the stuff that gets you rolling. Um, but while I was in the Marine Corps, I noticed that. I had a knack for being able to actually lead something, mm -hmm. right? Because I think we get into the military, but there's a difference between being in the military and being a leader within the military, right? Not everybody's a leader. And at that point, I started to really see that the things that I was doing, I'm like, yo, I got a team of 30 and we're actually running extremely efficient. Yeah. Like these things are working really well. And that really translated to my confidence mm -hmm. in, in the entrepreneurship journey. But while I was in, I definitely started my real estate company while I was in. One of the things that, you know, I noticed was I knew I was getting out after five years. Mm -hmm. Not because I didn't want to, you know, do 20. Well, actually, yeah, I didn't want to do 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually the reason. But not for like a negative reason. It's just that was a phase in my life, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to serve and I wanted to serve for a period of time. Once that period of time is done, what am I going to do next? Yeah. And I kept on hearing investment, investment, investments, investments, investments. We always hear that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's all over the place. And it's kind of it's kind of scary. It's a lot when, when you're going through it, especially, you, you know, the work schedule. It was, it was insane. Yeah. Right. But from that lens, I had to keep on reminding myself of, OK, what is the real investment? Right. Well, I need to be able to invest in something that's going to be able to give me unlimited returns. It needs to be able to provide for me in a way that I would be able to secure my future and my family's future. And it also needs to be something that I have full control over. And 
looking at it from that lens, I'm like, the only investment that does those three things is myself. Yeah. Right? So me being able to invest in myself, okay, what are my skills now? Right? Like, I'm really good. Real estate is doing real estate in and of itself. Because at at the beginning, when I jumped into real estate, I was more so, I got my real estate license to be able to win on deals. Mm -hmm. Right? So if I got... You know, if I if, if I'm purchasing a house, then you know I might be able to purchase it and get a percentage because I'm a realtor as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be able to save on a deal so I could jump into deals faster. That was like the reason that I got it. Yeah. And then as I started to do, I'm like, yo, man, I actually I'm actually really good with these numbers. I'm actually really good with helping people. So okay, can I turn this into a business? Can I get this? Can I get this rolling? And while I was in, you know, I started to read a lot more books. I'm like, you know, let me invest in myself. But what does it really mean to invest in yourself? You've got to really be confident. I, I, I didn't realize how important that was. You know, while you're in, especially you're leading, you know, you're leading uh, your men and women, whether sailors or, or Marines, it doesn't really matter. You're still leading human beings, yeah. right? You're still leading people and they have emotions, they have feelings, they have lives. And to be able to understand that is like the true start of leadership, but being able to understand other people is also the start of entrepreneurship. And I didn't get that there like synonymous. Yeah. Right. So if you can invest in your confidence and your ability to, to, to perform, then that investment in and of itself means that you will never starve. So that's how I kind of approached it was each day as I go by in the Marine Corps, I'm picking up skills that, you know, that I'm going to be able to carry with me for the rest of my life. And you're not like slacking off. I know a lot of people think, you know, I'm going to, this doesn't really mean anything to me because I'm mm-hmm. going to be out in five years, but you did your job in the Marine Corps well. Mm-hmm. You did it at a high level, and then that translated into business, right? Absolutely. There, there can't, <clears throat> I believe, there can't be really a gap. Like you yeah. have to be a high performer in the military, to be honest with you. That's facts. In, in order for that to translate uh, mm-hmm. pretty smooth. So yeah. um, that's, that's all I always give, you know, advice to people looking to get into entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. different investments and stuff like that well you got to be performing at the highest level mm-hmm. with with whatever you do so so i got a question for you so obviously our services were different mm-hmm. right but you went down a path of entrepreneurship while you were in you know what was that like from the navy standpoint or 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 you're in i would say um <laughs> Being a SWO and being in the Navy just taught me how to um, work long hours and work different jobs and just problem solving, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Just like I said on the uh, last podcast, like, you know, 16-hour days sometime when you're deployed, you got to stand watch, you got to actually manage people, you got to get qualified, just juggling, you know, different type of jobs and stuff really, you know, propelled me into entrepreneurship. Kind of yeah. like you, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm leading 15 people, 30 yeah. people. Um, you know, I'm doing different jobs. It, it just builds confidence, and I'm doing yeah. them at a high level. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, build it uh, that confidence over a period of time. And then eventually I got into real estate investing. Mm-hmm. So I was, a, I was an investor for years before I even got my real estate license. So I was mm-hmm. investing at kind of a high level doing the short term rentals and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Joff was killing it in that by the way. <laughs> he he's trying to be modest. He like I was doing the short term rentals. Nah, he was killing it in that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh no, but that's that's kind of how I started, you know, my journey. Honestly, yeah. I didn't need to become a real estate agent at mm-hmm. all. I did it because 
I really like this field and, and stuff like that. But I was, you know, financially free before I even became a realtor. So, yeah. you know, different paths for, you know, different people. Nobody says you have to, you know, become a realtor, get your real estate license. I know plenty of people yeah. who own, you know, hundreds of doors without, you know, having a license. So, um, you know, different different paths for different people yeah, at that's the end nice. of the day. At the end of the day. So let's dive into this restaurant business. Um, I'm going to be asking a, a few questions for <laughs> selfish, you. you know, reasons. <laughs> for selfish reasons. <laughs> I got you. Uh, so tell me a little bit uh, about your restaurant. Like, how'd you get started? Did you ever, like, envision, like, while you were at the Academy, owning a restaurant? You know what's funny, bro? It's the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> like, I would have never, like, in any way, shape, or form, like, if anyone would have tapped me, if you would have tapped me 10 years ago... Say, hey, Andre, you're going to have a restaurant? I would have told you no. Like, that doesn't even fit within, like, my scope. Really what got me was um, we had been doing real estate for a while, and my goal for real estate was always to take that money and propel it into a different type of business. So let's talk about this restaurant that you got. I got you. Um, you know, I have questions um, just because, you know, I own a cafe and I, <laughs> and I want the leg up. So absolutely, tell me tell me a little bit about your restaurant. Did you ever, you know, while you were at the academy, did you ever think you would actually own a restaurant? Was that yeah. did you inspire to do that? To, to, to be honest, bro, not at all. Like not for one second that I think I would be in this in this realm. And and it was from a standpoint of just wanting to do things in business but not knowing where I was going to be going. I always knew I wanted to be in business. I just didn't know where I would land within business. Yeah. So as I was building up my real estate company, the purpose of the real estate company was always to use that capital as the seed money for the business that's going to be a standalone. Mm. Right? So that was always my mission. That was goal number one. And I, I really focused and honed in on that. I just didn't know what it would be. And it was funny because tellers, my business partner... He was actually just driving. Was he in the military? Um, he he was in the military with me. Okay, so you yeah. connected via military. Yeah, so so okay. so, we, right. so we were both at uh, Mouse Twenty Six okay. when we met. We met literally. He was checking in. I had checked in like maybe three weeks before him, and we went to school together. Okay, and we just hit it off, man. Just like personality wise, mm -hmm. he he was the. Uh, the the perfect addition to my life, similar yeah. to I was a perfect addition to his life in terms of our qualities and skills and how we just lived. Yeah, and it was a perfect partnership. That's awesome. Um, but with Tell, so Tellus is driving by, and one of the things is uh, I really like to I really like to push myself. Mm -hmm. Right, you had mentioned earlier being you know being financially free. The truth is like when when you're good with money and skilled with money, it's it's the numbers to become financially free aren't aren't out of reach. Like they're very within reach. So after you hit financial freedom, it no longer becomes about the money. It becomes about, okay, what am I going to be doing day in and day out? So one of the things that I like to do is I really push myself. Like I, I wanna, I consider myself a, a, a business athlete. I consider I, I treat myself no different than how like LeBron trains. Mm -hmm. I just I just train like that around business. Yeah. So I wake up, I'm in the gym, I do all of these things, I'm, I'm I'm focused. But Tells is driving by and he sees the building, and our building is located. Uh, it was located downtown. Okay. And the way the building is set up, it's like next to like three hotels. It's like three or five hotels, three mm -hmm. to five hotels, busy street, just phenomenal. I'm like, hey, like he texts me. He sent me a photo. <laughs> I, I got. I'm, I'm actually framed a photo, but he texted me. He texted me the building and he says, 
this building is up for uh, I think the building is up for sale. Restaurant question mark. Let's just go <laughs> check it out. This is not a pitch. Let's yeah. just go check it out. Yeah. But he knows how I am, so that's the bait. Right? You mm-hmm. get me to check it out. If I can check it out, so I build our business models. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm the visionary for 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 our different companies. I look towards the future and I I see if it's good territory and if it's good territory I get out the way and tells gets us there. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the, the way it works how how our dynamic kind of works. And so he's like, "Yo, just come come check it out." And I walk in. I'm like, "All right, you know, shell looks good. Yeah. You know, this doesn't really look like it's going to need a lot more work. Yeah. You know, the kitchen's already intact. All of these things are already here. Wait. The flooring doesn't need to be redone. You know, how much how much were they like and yeah, I started asking yeah. questions. So now he's like, okay, so I, I piqued your interest. You know, what could we put here? And we had a brainstorming session and 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 no cap, we got it down to the date. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the the three photos framed. Mm-hmm. The text message, the initiation, and the completion, 90 days. 90, <laughs> 90 days, bro. Jeez. So that's so, that's that's <laughs> tough. So I, I do uh, multifamily investing, and mm-hmm. it's it's tough to close on properties. <laughs> and these are properties. This, yeah. We're not talking about you know food and and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. ninety days is is Nin- crazy. Ninety days. And you guys purchased this building, correct? Nah. So we we rent it. Rent it. Okay. So so one of the things is just, so we always joke. One of, one of my favorite sayings is. Um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you got to learn it in blood, mm-hmm. right? I didn't learn so many things in blood yeah. that now at this point in business, you know, so when we were coming out with the concept, you know, and, and I'll put you guys on game once again, I'm, I'm trying to give it all away, right? So when, when you're doing, so when you're starting out a business, especially if you're doing like a standalone place, you don't necessarily have to come out the gate purchasing the building, but if you want to purchase the building, you just need to build in um, first right of refusal and a clause that allows you to actually purchase that building yep. and you have the rights to purchase in that building. So I locked up the building on reoccurring terms. So that's another thing, right? So um, you don't have to lock in one term at one length at one time, right? So let's say I want to lock it up for 30 years, but I don't want to actually put myself on the hook for 30, mm-hmm. right? I'd lock it up for the first five years. And then after that, I'll say that we're going to re- um, we're gonna re uh, uh, what, what, what's it called um, when uh, when you continue it uh, resubscribe or something like that yeah. I, I, you know yeah. what I'm talking about yeah. uh, so basically we'll be able to re-up every five years we always have the right to say no every five years yeah right so now I'm not locked into anything for 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 30 years but I still got it tied up for 30 years yeah and at the drop of a dime if I want to I could buy the building tomorrow because I have the first right of refusal and I have the first right of option to purchase yeah so like which the, is huge yeah so that's, like that's, that's a game changer right there <laughs> exactly so the building and in all intents and purposes is mine for like the next 30 years no matter what yeah all right so it's it's but I didn't have to tie myself into it as a new business owner because when you're coming out the gate, those fees add up, the payments add up. Um, you know, especially if you're trying to, you know, go into the restaurant business or, or you know, you, you mentioned having the hookah lounge, the cafe, things like that, right? It's like being able to get more locations faster mm-hmm. and being able to affect the bottom line faster. If you can tie up locations without actually having to put the money down, yeah. game changer, yeah, bro. That is game, a game changer, changer. And, game and changer. that's been a big thing with us. Um, over the next few years, we plan on, you know, purchasing the actual spot we're in. And it has, mm-hmm. like, residential units above Ooh. and stuff like that. So our thing was we're going to, you know, do the business mm-hmm. and create the cash flow so we can ultimately buy more real estate. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> a 
That's that's dope. Can you talk about um, just like the process of just like really starting a business, like the meat mm-hmm. and potatoes, uh, like how do you even start a restaurant from like scratch? So so for us, so tells you know I, I always talk about my business partner. I'm the I'm I'm his biggest advocate. Tells is a genius in his own right, right? Logistics is what he does. Execution is what he does. I always give the same anecdote. I'm gonna give it here, right? If if you needed a building built by tomorrow, right, and you told him you needed that building built by tomorrow, I don't know how he does it. The building will be there. Yeah, that's just the way he works as 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 a person. So you know, he just released his book, um, uh, mastering your ideas which is actually phenomenal. Shameless plug. I'm going to throw him out there. Every yeah, time. yeah. I'm going to have to pick that one up. I didn't even know uh, anything about it. Yeah, yeah. so he, 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 he that finished one that one up. It's, it's, it's a beast of a book. But the way that we have it is I come in from a standpoint of, okay, financially, does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Like step one, is this going to do a couple things for us, right? Is this sustainable? Is this a market that we can capture? Is this something that could be, you know, uh, done for long periods of time? And is that revenue model based on a emotional state or is this based on concrete fact mm-hmm. with the data? Right. So if I can answer those questions and it shows a- any type of return, because that's another thing, too, is it's, it's, it's a lot of layers to it in terms of um, what you need personally as the business owner. A lot of times when new entrepreneurs are starting businesses, they neglect themselves. I think that's the worst thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Right. There's going to be a lot of information out there that says, oh, you know, reinvest into the business, reinvest into the business, reinvest into the business. Right. Reinvest into the business and investment can be made in yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So your sustainability is how to build uh, how the business is going to last a long time. If you can't last, how is your business going to last? Yeah. Right? And I think so- that's important. <laughs> I think that really hits home for me because mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I first got it started out in all these different businesses I own, um, you know, I was sacrificing, you know, sleep. I was sacrificing working out. Mm-hmm. I was just running, you know, around the clock. Yeah. And eventually I crash, right? Like, yeah. you, you burn out. And that's yeah. that's a real thing. So, especially all the people who are trying to, you know, start, you know, businesses while still in the military mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You have to make sure you're taking care of your family. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of yourself and, and stuff like that. I think yeah. that's uh, really important. And I appreciate you like bringing that up because that Not really a, hits home for me. That's facts, bro. I, I went through, you know, I just uh, I just came out of a phase of like struggling, bro. I was everything in my life was going the way I wanted it to, but I wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah. right. And I'm like, yo, I got, you know, they told me I was supposed to have money. I got it. Mm-hmm. Right. I was told I was supposed to have a nice house. I have it. Mm-hmm. Right? I was told I was supposed to all of these things, but the truth is, is until you really internally understand who you want to be, it's no amount of money that's going to help you. Yeah. Right? And that was something. So my recommendation to a new entrepreneur getting ready to start things up or jump in on their journey is to you really got to understand yourself first. Right? Like that's step one. I used to think, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm chasing a bag all day long, all year, 24, 24 hours a day is my favorite thing on earth to do. Yeah. Right? Just hands down is my favorite thing to do. However... Right. A, a part of me chasing the bag is understanding who I am as a person. I'm not doing it to show off to other people. Yeah. Right. For me, my expenses are thirty eight oh one a month. That That's that's all it costs for me to live personally. So every dollar above that is just me mastering the skill that I want to master, which is business ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I'm going in different phases of businesses, which, you know, having the restaurant is like uh 
is the start of the higher phase of business in terms of we got a full staff. There's a system in place. It's running around the clock, like something that we don't have to be a part of in, in the sense of day-to-day operations, but we get to view it from an outside standpoint, looking in on it. Okay. These are the changes that need to be made. Okay. If this gets fixed here, that brings in another 200,000. Okay. And you need time to be able to do that. Mm. So level one in, in, in business, I really feel like I'm, I'm really trying to get this out there and push It's like, you know, building phases is it's very important. Mm-hmm. Building phases, right? So as a new entrepreneur coming out the gate, you know, a restaurant will be a difficult thing to undertake, right? Not because it's 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 difficult logistically, but it's difficult emotionally. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared for the emotions of it, that's the problem. Like, that's the most difficult thing, especially coming out the military. We're equipped you know, to handle 100, 200, 300 people. Mm-hmm. But that infrastructure is built already. Like, that's something that's all, you know, it's, it's yeah. easy to forget that. That infrastructure, you can't, you got plugged into that sure. infrastructure. They have right? systems, they <laughs> have rules, protocols. They have protocols, all of these things. Everything. So when you're starting out for the first time in business, my goal is to just prove the concept. And if I can pay my bare minimum to live, right, which is, once again, I got my expenses super low, because I care about the game of business. Like, I want to be known one day as like, all right, yo, Trust is like one of the top businessmen ever. I don't, and, and that's like the thing that I'm chasing. Yeah. But for my personal expenses, it's not much. The, the the lower you can have your expenses, man, the easier it is to play this game, right? So the lower you could keep getting your expenses down. And if you're playing the game, you know, if your expenses are 3000 now all you have to do is have a company that's doing 36000 Right or you know plus to some of the expenses, but that's a lot easier for stomach to swallow, uh, uh, you know, a pill to yeah. swallow than a company that needs to be doing five million in revenue. It's 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 too much of a big, it's too <clears throat> big of a jump. So I like to say, if you're coming out the gate, you know, as an entrepreneur, start off with just trying to feed yourself, be able to do it full time, yeah. be able to take yourself serious full time. Once you're able to take yourself serious full time, that's when things start to get real. So for me, the restaurant is when things started to get real. Yeah. Right. So I got to, you know, transition. Um, doing that in the 90 days was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I'm right? scared to start like a, a full service <laughs> restaurant just because I know what goes into it. Like I mm-hmm. own a cafe and cafe is cafe. Yeah. A whole full, you know, service restaurant is something totally different, right? Yeah. And that's 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 challenging. That's <laughs> so. So you know, it's funny, bro. The the way that I structured it was, I finally got to play the game from a standpoint of having money. I always used to think about the way that I played it as like, you know, I have to do everything myself because when you're starting out, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. But for me, at that point, I had some money, mm-hmm. so I was like, let me think about the problem different. Yeah, you know, I would normally approach it this way. Let's not approach it this way. Let's see something else. And I just found a bunch of incredible people that knew what they were doing yeah. and just allowed them to do what they do. Yeah. Right? That was my thing. So our chef, phenomenal. I love her to death. She's like a little sister. Who not how, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. You hear me? So it's it's finding out who's going to do it. And it's like, that's not my skill. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not my lane. Like, I'm not a chef. I don't do this. However, my chef has been practicing for this role since she was a child. With, with her grandmother who she like you know that that's the path that she wants to take yeah my role within this system is to facilitate her in that mm-hmm. right that's our role so the things that are required around the kitchen she handles mm-hmm. because that's her specialties 
So on the back end of it, right, when it comes to the money and the systems, that's where Tells and I flourish at. Yeah. So that's where we hang out at. Our bar was built, you know, uh, Giovanni, when she came, when she first came with us, you know, she, she was a prior Marine. We just told her the message. You know, as we were building it up, I was telling people like, hey, you know, that just to be honest, this is our vision. This is what we want. We can't pay you for four months. And on top of not being able to pay you for four months, we might ask you to come in before that and be able to help us out. But yeah. we're trying to build something. And that's my offer. And on the back end, just as as a man of my word, I can tell you that on the back end, I don't play when, when I when I when I give my word with something. Yeah. And people just hey, you know what, you're actually trying to do something for the city. You're actually a good guy. You're very approachable, and you and your partner are very, like, helpful. Y'all are listening to people. Y'all are actually taking our input. Yeah. yeah. So we had buy-in. And because we had buy-in, bro, that 90 days, it was painful. Um, Always got to give her a shout-out. My, my assistant, Ebony, you know, she's not my assistant anymore. She's she living her life. Um, But I love her to death. I, I could not have built it without, you know, without Ebony. She was there through and through, spot on. And her specialty is like making sure that the things that we want done get done. Yeah. Like she doesn't play around with that at all. It's like they wanted this done by this time. I dare you to not have it done by that time. Yeah. And that was her energy coming into each day. So having her on on the team, having Giovanni when we were starting out, having, you know, uh uh, you know, she 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 started off as a server, ended up working up to a manager, and then she ended up leaving and going into real estate and doing her thing. But Tasia, you know, Tasia is another um, individual who I uh, I care about deeply. But they helped us build this place. Yeah, it was it was a group effort. So that ninety days, in order to do bigger things, you have to get out your own way, and you have to get a who. Yeah, it, it can no longer be like, how am I going to do this? Yeah, because I'm not. I, Tech skill wise, I'm not capable of doing it on my own. I'll tell you that straight up. It's, yeah. it's, I couldn't have done that on my own. But the fact that I had such strong supporting roles and people who wanted to help and see the bigger vision, especially on top of the way that we structured it, you know, my goal isn't isn't just you know I want to make that clear to a, um as a new entrepreneur, if your goal is just money. Is going to be a difficult journey. Yeah, it's going to be. A, it, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's going. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm telling you it, right now. It's going to be a very difficult journey because it has to be about more than that. It has to be about you know developing yourself. You have to have people. a bigger why. Exactly. You have to have a bigger why. Other exactly. than you know, money. Money is is nice. That it, could be one nice. of your whys. <laughs> but I found like once you get money, then then what's going to be your why? Yeah. What's going to be the why that's driving you? Mm-hmm. You know, is it pouring into relationships like you're doing, mm-hmm. um, which I, I strongly believe like pouring into relationships, building relationships is way more important than actually, you know, getting money. It, compounding yeah. relationships will eventually make you money, but yeah. you have to focus in and pour into those relationships yeah. and add value and stuff like that. So I think that's like super important. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. You know, yeah. you, you had your few key people and you and you really poured into them. You knew like what you were good at, you knew what you were bad at. Yeah. And the things that you were bad at, you found a who. Immediately, <laughs> immediately, like that's the, the the first thing I'm trying to do is get this off my plate to someone who can confidently be like, "Oh yeah, I got this." Yeah, right. That's the best feeling in the world, man. I, I if you want to supercharge your life, your business, anything that you touch, get out of your own way, put your pride to the side, and find someone who knows what they're doing. 
pay them to do what they do and get out of their way. Yeah. I, if you like, I mean, night night and day difference, yeah. man. I mean, like twenty thousand in revenue to like two hundred thousand in revenue overnight mm-hmm. t- type difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's it's. I really want to stress that for y'all listening. Get out of your own way, man. Like it, you don't have all the answers, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That's okay. One of the things about the military that was tough to get over was how the rigidness of it. Because right? when you get out, you feel like everything needs to be structured and rigid the same way. And it has to be this and it has to be that. But the truth is, like, when I got out and I went through, like, my transition period, I went through, like, a tough period, bro. Like, kind of like what we were mentioning earlier. I was making money, but, like, what's the point? Yeah. Well, why is, you know, I gained, like, 70 pounds. I had completely lost myself. You're looking good now, yeah, man. I, 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 I appreciate I it. I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> me, E, Tells, we be in there daily. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a daily ritual now. But I, but I had lost my weight in that time. Because all I was doing was like, okay, well, I was told that profit is the most important thing. So I'm continuing to chase profit. Mm-hmm. Profit, profit, it's continuing to grow. It's continuing to grow. But who have I impacted? Mm-hmm. Right? And I was with E one day and he was just like, yo, bro, like one of the big things for me is as I'm building relationships, how can I expect people to help me? I don't pull up and help them. And I was like, you know, I, that 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 make that makes a lot of you know that makes a lot of sense to me. And we started to get that utility now from like, okay, what missions are our friends on, and how can we help them on that mission? Yeah, just to be around our friends. Yeah, right. Not even to, just to like my my mans. I just want to see my mans, and I can help them. All right, cool. Like, how can I how can I continue to foster that and build that up? And and that's not talked about often, but in the military. You, you get so used to the structure, the rigidness of things and and being alone, especially in the officer officer realm, mm-hmm. right? Not having too many other officers or being in charge of your, it gets lonely, right? And entrepreneurship gets lonely real fast until you make a stance on, yo, I got to link up with more people. And, yeah. and, and you know, like, but you know, uh, one of the things, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this because I, I got to once again get a flower, so... Uh, I, I reached out to Joff one time. I'm like, yo, bro, like I'm really trying to, uh, you know, uh, bolster up the company. And, you know, I, I see you doing the hookah, bro. Like, uh, how are you doing this? And it's like, yo, bro, give me a second, bro. And it's like he spun back with all of the answers, bro. So, like, the entire time that I was running my hookah segment, I was running hookah via skills of Joffrey. <laughs> right? But, yeah. but it's one of those things where I was so deeply appreciative of it, of it just in general because that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right, the utility of of being able to help me out. I'd be dying. I'd be looking for any reason to be like, all right, Joff needs something. I'm I'm ready to help him. Yeah. Um, because of that and and, and building out over time. So I'm that that that's something I, I really wanted to put that out there. That as an entrepreneur, it, it gets lonely until you realize it doesn't have to be a lonely game. It, yeah. it can actually be a very hormon uh, harmonious. Uh, a game played with tons of other individuals that's trying to better themselves and grow and learn and and y'all could all have an ecosystem that's growing together. Yeah, exactly. It's especially, I know there's you know a lot of competitors in, in this market and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even if it's your competitor, you can still pour into them. It doesn't matter. You got to have that abundance uh, mentality. That's fact. Because if you don't, then you're not going to go very far in life. To be honest <laughs> with you, absolutely. That's facts. That's facts. All right, so let's let's switch into uh, talking about real estate. Okay, you got the real estate brokerage, um, property management, and you do uh, lending as well. So, mm-hmm. um, just overall, you know, residential real estate. Um, what do you think about it? Is, mm-hmm. is the market about to crash, like uh, all the news so, says? <laughs> what's, what's your opinion 
on the overall, you know, residential market. I know different segments, different yeah. cities is going to be different, but mm -hmm. just your overall perspective. So, so real estate is always, to me, going to be an individual game. I think you can find a deal at any point that you're looking for a deal. If you're looking for a deal, you're always going to be able to find one. Mm -hmm. It's the way that I view. But o overall market, you know, it, it's, it's you know, in Jacksonville, I kind of, I offloaded a lot of my properties. Yeah. Right? Not because I didn't want to be in real estate. Yeah. But because I, I've made a commitment to myself to go play a different game. Yeah. Not necessarily that I wanted to get rid of the real estate. It was like I'm transitioning and I'm, I, I got one location of the business, but mm -hmm. I like this. Yeah. So now I want I want like 10 of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now it's yeah. like a transition game that I'm playing. But real estate is always going to be one of my first loves. Yeah. Just in general. Sure. Like I, I peruse the, uh, the MLS daily. <laughs> like just daily. Like as a ritual now. Yeah. Um, Regardless. Because I've been slowly paring down. The real estate brokerage, mm -hmm. right? As we started to transition, um, you know, the restaurant starting to get full attention. Um, we're building out a new company, Commander Lifestyle, uh, me, E, and Tells. Okay. Um, you know, we got, uh, uh, so I started pairing back. I sold property management. Okay. Um, and got that one off the books. And I'm trying to transition slowly now into my purpose. Yeah. Right. So, but real estate overall is always going to be my first love. I think that's, you know, I've, all of my wins in life have come from real estate. Yeah. I, I might be biased, <laughs> you know, but 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 honestly, it's really about being an individual player. So I think anyone jumping into the market at any time, as long as the, as long as the play fits within their investment structure, I think real estate is always going to be good. Yeah, that's, know, I mean, it, that's how you got to start starting essentially. Absolutely. And I see a lot of people say, oh, you should hang on to all your properties. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've sold properties before. I purchased like bigger ones after that. Yeah. But um, it's just not a one size fits all type of deal. Like yeah. you sold your properties because you had another play in mind, which is fine. So yeah. I think that's, uh, you know. That's that's huge. Maybe you're gonna sell a property to buy, you know, a bigger house or buy multifamily. Yeah. So and I still um, kept a few of them, by the way. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I know you're still an investor. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was a couple really good ones. I just couldn't part with. I refused to part with them. It just it it wouldn't make no sense to part with them. But you know, in the market, you know, as like I was thinking about this the other day, um, one one of one of my homies hit me up, and for me. When I was first getting into real estate, because a lot of individuals I was working with never been in that situation to, mm -hmm. to purchase a house, I kind of had to bully people into doing it. That was the, yeah. that was the way that because <laughs> in the beginning, it's like it's hard because an individual might not see what you could see for them. Yeah. And, you know, we got a bunch of the little homies. We got a bunch of little bros. Everybody's hanging around. Little sisters is like. Yeah. I know what this can do for you. Yeah. So let me talk to you for a second. I understand that you're nervous and I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you buy this thing right here <laughs> within the next three years, there is a very high likelihood that a hundred thousand dollars of equity will appear in this house. And at yeah. that point you have a choice. Yeah. And now that you have a choice, you can live your life with a lot of abundance when you realize how important these choices are. So real estate, man, I'm 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 always going to be, you know, yeah. like you see how my, my energy's up now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm always gonna be a big fan of real estate, regardless of how, you know, the market isn't determined by external forces. It, it's it, it's determined by individuals making de uh, decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So individuals making decisions at a large scale is what makes a market kind of do certain things. So if yeah. you believe the market is crashing. 
and everybody believes then you you tell somebody else and then you make them believe it and then they tell somebody else yeah that's what's creating a market crash yeah but it doesn't change the fact that real estate is still a physical thing in real life that has a number and value attached to it based on the 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 perceived value of individuals around yeah so if you have individuals around that are high level and the area is high level, and it looks nice. Your perceived value is always going to be higher. That's just a that's just a skill game. Yeah. Um. So, cause I've seen that a, a lot too, and you know, online. That's yeah. And like the news, thing. real estate is about to crash and stuff like that. And cash flows dead. Um. And I tell people all the time, well, like, real estate is a, a physical asset. It's not mm-hmm. like stock. You know, stock. You don't you don't get to dictate what those companies do. Yeah. No. No. You know. I'm not dissing, you know, people who own stock. I own stock. Yeah. Um, but real estate is something you can control. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always tell the story when COVID first happened, all my real estate bookings, all the Airbnb Airbnb bookings like went away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was forced to like pivot at that point. But mm-hmm. I had that option. I started like renting out the rooms. We started doing different stuff. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, real estate is one of those things you you have a pulse on, right? Mm-hmm. You can control. It's a business. Like owning property Absolutely. Is, is, is a business. Uh, that's like the first business I ever owned, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think I think that's big. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Blackstone? Uh, <laughs> this is like the hot topic right now. Blackstone uh-huh. um, essentially, um, you know, coming up with the funds to buy a residential real estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Blackstone is a huge, like, hedge fund. They raise, Monsters. like, yeah. I think Monsters. like close to forty billion dollars to buy residential Monsters. real estate and stuff like that. So what's your what's your take on that? So I like to so in college I did quantitative economics. That was like I, I love data. Yeah. Right? Like I if I can if I can just be surrounded by data all day, that's my perfect scenario because it helps me make clear decisions. From a standpoint of Blackstone, right? Let's think about their investment strategy as to why that would be a good deal for them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a single-family home has a tenant in it, and a tenant for a single-family home is more likely going to more than likely going to be a a a stable individual mm-hmm. looking to not lose their roof overhead. Yeah, right. Like this is just step one, right? I'm not trying to lose where I live, so at the bare minimum on the list of priorities, right? The first thing that's going to be paid each month is, is, roof, is the roof yeah. overhead, right? <laughs> so, 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 so that's like step one, right? But as we start to transition into these other models, and you know, I'm big on always um, trying to trying to throw nuggets out there or tro- throw different ways of thinking out there. Um, you know, I, I just just to let the people know as well. Um, you know, I have a background in this as well. Tons of mentors uh, that you know, you know, playing those realms, have different connections at these companies, and being being able to be around these companies, I'm able to think like how these companies think because technically I should be working at one of these companies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like so me being able to then come back now and be like, all right, this is why you should be thinking the way that the company thinks, not not on a on a on a granular scale, uh, uh, scale where you're trying to you know take advantage of people, but from an investment strategy, let's let's look at their investment strategy, right? If a majority of America has to have a job to live, right? That's just mandatory, mm-hmm. right? The pandemic has exposed how important it is to have a stable home in which you can work from, live in, do all of these things. So the the market in 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 that time period went crazy 
Because everyone is like, dang, you know, I can live anywhere that I want. Yeah. I can do any anything that I want. Yeah. I can I can I can make money from anywhere. I can so the landscape of the mental state is changing within America, right? People are starting to realize, like one thing I, I had mentioned um a couple of weeks ago was uh the average person in America might make fifty to sixty thousand their entire career. Mm. Right. So if I'm going to make fifty to sixty thousand dollars my entire career, then what if I can make fifty to sixty thousand doing something that I really care to do? Yeah. Right. Like if if the trade off is that I have like just likelihood just based on skill, my knowledge level, things that are available to me. If my number is going to be fifty to sixty, no matter what, right? It's just based on where I'm at in life. And it's like, man, I, I would I would like to throw my hand at doing fifty to sixty thousand. You know, uh, if I if I like doing Pokemon cards, yeah, I, I'd like to see if I can make fifty to sixty from playing with Pokemon cards. Like yeah. it, it just makes the most sense to me to do the thing that you like the most. But going back to Blackstone now is during that period of the pandi- pandemic mm-hmm. where everything starts to get thrown off. People are starting to live in their homes more. A lot of the system is starting to be exposed at, at, at this time. Right, the one thing that was still consistent was people had to go home at night and yeah. lay their head somewhere, right? That, yeah. that was no matter what. That was a constant throughout the entire journey. So from a Blackstone standpoint, right, if I control where the masses live, mm-hmm. then no matter what, I can dictate and control the market. Now, obviously, I'm not in their boardrooms, yeah. right? I'm not in their staff. I'm, these are just, you know, things that I'm thinking out loud, hypotheticals. Yeah. Um, but from that standpoint, if I can control these houses as an asset, mm-hmm. then I can also control how that asset fluctuates up and down because real estate is an individual thing. Mm-hmm. So if I buy up, you know, as a, as a single family homeowner, when you purchase that home, you now have the control of that home to do whatever you want. So even if you want to put a price, you know, I'm not saying somebody's going to rent it from you, mm-hmm. but if you put the price up for three X, you could still put it up for three X. Yeah. They just might not rent it, yeah. but you as an owner are still allowed to do whatever you want yeah. with that place. You're kind of controlling. Right? Yeah. So now if, if I'm able to come in and I buy an entire neighborhood, right. And in that entire neighborhood, the rents are all 1300. And then slowly just, just each year I might 1325 now. 1350 now. Yeah. 1375. Oh, you're out. One person doesn't realize it. 1500. Yeah. Now the standard for the neighborhood is 1500. And now you could kind of control that market, but imagine doing that now with 40 billion dollars yeah. worth of assets. <laughs> yeah. And then as you learn business even more, like as soon as they buy those houses with the 40 billion, the 40 billion doesn't vanish. Mm-hmm. Right? That's now 40 billion has been transitioned onto paper now. And they mm-hmm. can now borrow against that forty yeah. billion, so they could probably just get their forty billion back and buy some more. <laughs> and, and buy yeah, more. So yeah. it's 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 it's, <laughs> it's 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 a crazy game the way it's set up. But thinking from the standpoint of the investor is like, yo, if you're trying to get started, you got to get started. Mm-hmm. And for me, the best way to get started with my first my first small business was one hundred six South C Street. Yeah. You know I mean, that was the first house I purchased. You know, I was in there. I was like, yo, this is this is kind of cool. I rented the rooms out. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm like, yeah, let me not think of this place one dimensionally. Let me think about it from all ends. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a room. There's occupancy rates. All right. So let me let me get these rooms. OK, as long as I don't have to pay the mortgage each month, I'd actually be cool with that. So can I create a scenario like that? And then that's when I started like really 
ramping it up and, and really going after it. But I think Blackstone is on to something. Because the world is transitioning. More and more people are realizing they can make money from home. Mm-hmm. Right? If once again, if 50 to 60 is the threshold, I promise you, there's a lot of ways to make 50 or 60K from home yeah. or, or just doing anything. Within yeah. within three to five years, if you're serious about it, you can replace 50 to 60 passively really quickly. Yeah. Three, three to five years of like, I'm dedicated to at the end of this, I have 60,000 coming in passively, you could do it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So from a Blackstone standpoint... I think they're spot on, right? I think I think single family houses are 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 a phenomenal use of investment of investment strategy, when, but it has to fall within your investment strategy. Mm-hmm. It, it can't just be something that you're doing just to do it. Yeah. Right? It has to have a purpose. Kind of like what you were mentioning, even like your ability to be flexible and, you know, pandemic hit no longer able to 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 book out as much as you were mm-hmm. um with with short-term rentals. Okay, well, what can I go to? All right, well, we can switch it over to renting it by the rooms. There's tons of individuals that, okay, dang, that's a whole new business model that you opened up and you're still good. Yeah. Right. So, but that came from having the asset. I think what happens is is we get used to seeing the asset one way. Yeah. Right? It has to be this thing. If I buy it, then I have to be renting it out and the cash flow has, what, what they say online is like $200 or yeah. that's, that's cap. It, yeah. it just really depends. <laughs> it really depends on the deal. That's yeah, the base way does. of using it. That's yeah. the base way. If you just buy the house, put one tenant in there, that's the base way of using it. But if you buy the house, short term rental, that's another way yeah. of using it. If you buy the house, you know, corporate rentals, that's yeah. another way of using it. If yeah. you buy the house, and you know, there's tons of ways we're doing using using the houses as movie shoots. Yeah, like Con- content <laughs> houses. And, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's plenty of different ways. There's to there's make plenty more of money. there's plenty of ways because at the end of the day, it's still a structure. That houses people and keeps them secure. You got to really think about what the thing is, right? It's a physical thing in real life that you could pull up on and have other people come to. By that nature, you could do anything with it. And I think Blackstone, with the pandemic, realized that and was like, "All right, this is the this is this is the play that I'm gonna make." Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what's happening now is is twofold, right? So just just my hypotheticals once again is twofold, right? Blackstone just raised forty billion. For single family houses specifically. Mm-hmm. Yet everyone's saying that the marketing's crashing. Yeah. <laughs> right? If if the number one investment vehicle for real estate, right? Like Blackstone is ridiculous in the space of real estate, just in general and in investments and in private equity, but real estate specifically, mm-hmm. right? They are the leader in the industry, has just raised $40 billion to purchase single family homes. But everyone's saying that the market is crashing. Yeah, everybody's scared to buy single family. I, I don't. I don't know where that equates. I don't. I don't know. But once yeah. again, I'm gonna just keep playing these individual strategies. Um, and I think if you if you're getting ready to jump in on, on your first deal, I think you should. I think you should run the numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think. I think you should link up with someone who's qualified to help you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one going back to the who from earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but I, I think real estate is always going to be alive. I can't see a scenario. It might pivot. It might change how it looks. But I can't see a scenario where, you know, real estate is not, it's not, it's not booming in, in, in the way that we need it to boom. Yeah, for sure. Drop three pieces of gems for either current midshipmen or somebody who's, you know, on their first or second divo tour. Just mm-hmm. three pieces of advice um, that that you think is, you know, the most important? I got you. I'd say one, limitations aren't real, 
right? And I say that from a standpoint of someone who's limited himself many times, right? Um, we were joking about it earlier, but we were saying that, you know, if you think about it too long, you'll talk yourself out of anything. Yeah, right? yeah facts. But the truth is, is, is that that's fair for everyone. Everyone goes through that. But the, the difference in those who win in life and, 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 and those who unfortunately don't get the things that they want out of life is one's ability to remove limitation from their life, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't view anything from a standpoint of lack, yeah. anything, right? I don't view my my setup. I don't view my businesses. I don't view my life as, as anything except abundant mm -hmm. because there isn't a, how how else can you view it? Right? Is there yeah. a more optimal way to view it than, than abundant? Right? Mm -hmm. there, there, there is no optimal way to view it outside of that. So removing those limitations, you know, so look into limitations and removing them. Mm -hmm. Right? Remove those limitations. Anything that you believe you can do within the construct of life is, is very realistic and very possible. But you have to be real with yourself about the steps and being willing to execute those steps. Number two, I'd say, you know, Really lean on your friends. I think what happens at the academy is, you know, we take it for granted. That's one, mm -hmm. right? The ability to walk down the hall and see your mans, see your homegirl down the hall, and just being able to go to steerage and hang out, yeah. <laughs> and you know, just being able to joke or go to go to uh, Dahlgren or or go, go or go play basketball at MACD, mm -hmm. just doing different things like that. You take it for granted, and then you get out into the real world and realize, oh, well, I haven't seen my best friend in three years. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's my man's. I love him to die. I haven't seen him in three years. How is that possible? How, how did three years even go by that quick? Mm -hmm. Right? So I would say lean into your relationships with your friends because your friends are there for that reason. That reason mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's what friendship is. Uh, I was telling, uh, I think I might have been telling E or Tells, I can't, it kills me to have surface level convo. convo. Yeah. I can't have it. Right? Because it's, two things are happening when I speak to you. I'm trying to get to know you or we're not trying to get to know each other. Yeah. Right. It's just, so I have to get to know you better in order to have a better conversation. So having a surface level combo kills me. But when you get to the deeper levels and now it's like, you know, uh, uh, I think it might have been I, I was I was giving a talk out in D.C. And one of the guys had asked, like, how are you so comfortable with your partners? And I was like, the reason I'm comfortable with my partners is because like. I know on paper business and, and partnerships. No, like these are my brothers. Like if I, if I got taken out of this earth tomorrow, there's zero chance in my mind that my family would be taken care of because these, these, these individuals are with me. Yeah. Right. So th that's a very serious thing to hold on to, and, and it should be taken serious, but unfortunately we let things bog us down. Yeah. Right. So when I was in one of the things, you know, when I was in, you know, it, it was tough. You come home, it's long days, you're tired, you're exhausted. You know what makes that easier? Being able to call the homie up and be like, yo, bro, your day was shitty? My day was shitty too, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, my day was shitty too, bro. Like, that makes, I mean, the world of it, I mean, you'll wake up the next day like, damn, you know, at least I got somebody in my corner. Yeah. At least I can do this. So I would say number two is like really lean on your relationships and take them serious and pour into your friends and allow them to pour back. Right, that's important because your friends will be trying to help you. <clears throat> take the help. Right? Like take the help. A part of that back and forth exchange is being able to help each other, but then also you you build up so much confidence, you build up so much trust from helping each other over such a long period of time that by nature <clears throat> helping becomes a part of like your core group. And then lastly, update your group. 
if you if you feel like your your current group isn't isn't up to par. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I say that is because, you know, we have our friends and we grew up with people. But one of the things that I love about adulthood, you know, because sometimes it's like adulting, adulting, adulting. Adulting is not all bad. Yeah. All right. So one of the things that I like about adulthood is the fact that as an adult, I'm no longer limited in the choice of friends that I can have. Mm-hmm. Right. Like as a kid, when you're growing up, you're really limited to like your neighborhood. Yeah. You're really limited to the people that's around you. You don't really have the choice to go pick who you want to hang out with or who you want to be around. So now as an adult, it's like, yeah, I get, I get to pick who I want to be around. I don't. There's a choice in that. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go for a leveled up group. So I like to pick my friends based on deficiencies that I have in myself. Right? Like I don't want to be the smartest guy in the group ever. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right? I just don't like it because then I'm not learning anything. But, you know, uh, Tells was actually mentioning on E-Podcast, um, you know, the, I think the episode came out this morning. Um, we, was, we was watching it on, on the ride down. But Tells was mentioning that, you know, your, your, your circle, you know, you, you, you hang with individuals who's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You will be the fifth. Yep. Right? You will be the fifth <laughs> if, if that's how it works. But it also works vice versa. If you're working with killers who's serious about life, who's focused on it, who's dedicated to their families, dedicated to growth, dedicated to being in a gym, dedicated to transforming themselves, dedicated, you will be the sixth or you will be gone. There's no, there's no in between. So I would say leveling up your group of friends matters because it levels you up, mm-hmm. right? You can't be around unless you're focused on bettering yourself or unless you're taking those necessary steps because that's one of the things we, we, we're, we're, we're proud now. Um, being in Jacksonville has been kind of dope. Because the way that we set it up, we set it up to be able to enjoy our friendship. So E lives like five minutes from me. Uh, Tells lives like another seven minutes from me. And we set it up like that on purpose so that we'd be able to like, if we have an idea, it's like back in the day, being able to pull up your homie. I just drive down the street five minutes. I still be in, you know, I still be in my my sleep clothes. I pull up on him. I just walk in the house. (laughs) But like that connection in and of itself fosters a more fulfilling life. Because you're able to actually lean on those people, but the competition within the group, because you know how some people say, oh, competition is, is bad or you shouldn't be competing. Cap. <laughs> Cap. You should be competing all day long. It's just, you don't have to be negative with it. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's a, there's a difference. If you're being a jerk and you're competing negatively, then that's one thing. But, you know, example, um, you know, uh, I'll get to the office. Like a certain time. The other day, he got to the office before me. I ain't even tell him this. But he got to the office before me. And I was mad as hell. I was like, who who he think he is <laughs> getting here before I see his car parked up? And I'm like, yo, he really got here before me. I don't like that. Yeah. Right? But it's dope because I walked in. He like, <laughs> it just gave me the head nod. And I'm like, ah, right, yeah. Like, but that's the energy that I like. Because mm-hmm. now that forces me to say, all right, cool. Like, you know, uh, let me get back in this. Yeah. Let me get up a little bit earlier. Let me let me let me let me see if I could outmaneuver this situation. And that back and forth, you know, when we say iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. it's it's such a serious thing. So uh, finding a group of people that don't chastise you for growing, right? Mm-hmm. That's such an important thing. Like they don't chastise you for growing. They don't belittle you for wanting to better yourself. They don't think intelligence is negative. You're not looked at as like, oh, he always reading. Yeah, yeah and you're not. Yeah, why aren't you? Matter of fact, you can't come around you not reading these books, right? Yeah. So it becomes more of like a level of gain. So those are the three things I would say. You know, remove the limitations. When you find good friends, 
lean on them. I mean, lean on them. Having a good friend is, uh, I mean, unbelievable blessing. Yeah. Right. But then lastly, right, if you're in a predicament where your circle isn't, you know, getting you charged up, you're not at a point where, you know, you feel good about the people that you're around. I'm here to tell you 100% you're allowed to change that. And in fact, I think you should change it immediately as Mm -hmm. fast as you humanly can, because the faster you can get around individuals who want to help you grow night and day difference. I remember, and I'll share this as the last story. I remember I, I pulled up on E and something clicked in me and I was just like, yo, bro, I don't really want to drink like that no more. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up on E and it wasn't like, oh, trust. Now all of a sudden he don't want to, it was like, okay, bro. Um, What's the plan? Like, you know, I just don't, it's not doing it for me anymore. I'm realizing that I'm drinking to, to 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 solve other issues that I should be facing. Mm-hmm. And until I face those things, I, I don't think I should be having drinks. And I remember E being like, all right, cool. And I went to go pour out the bottles and he poured them out with me. Mm-hmm. It was instant. It oh, wasn't, yeah. oh, now he wants to switch the way that we're doing things or not. It right. was like, a, no, like this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. He's not saying I can't do what I want to do. That's not what he said. He came to me as a friend who needed to make a change within his own life and needed my support. Mm-hmm. to be able to do that and i'm going to support him and then and he ended up doing it with me yeah we ended up slowing down now we have a drink every once in a while celebrate something or but we don't really drink anymore but that was something that i felt comfortable being able to go to my friend my brother and say that to him knowing that it wouldn't be met with negativity or met with ah now he's trying to change things it was met with all right my dog needs something that needs to get handled. All right, cool. He confided in me. All right, how do I make sure that he understands that I'm with him full time? Yeah. All right, we're pouring out these bottles together. Matter of fact, I'll take one. Yeah. Like, that's how serious it is. So when you find better people to just put into your life and pour into your life, the changes are not, they don't take years. It becomes exponential. The changes become weeks, like mm-hmm. days, if not. The change is really fast. So, you know, I just wanted, those are my three things. And, you know, anybody hearing this, man, I'm telling you, you take those three things serious, life will change really quick for you, Um, you know, especially on that journey. For sure. I appreciate you coming out, man, driving all the way up from North Carolina. Uh, Let the goats know where they can find you at and and stuff like that on social media. Um, So my main main platform that I'm on is Instagram. Um, I feel the most comfortable on that, so that's the one I've been using. You can find me at Andre M. Trust. Um, on, on IG, I'm super approachable. I'm really trying to help as many people as I can. You know, I might not get the message immediately, but I promise at some point I will message you back. That's the way that I'm built, and that's the point that I'm trying to drive and get across. So, you know, anything that I could do to help, I promise you. I, you'll hear me say this a million times. I promise you I'm here to help. For sure, for sure. Relationships are the most important currency, and this is Joffrey Whiteside signing out. <laughs>